When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is The Knapsack Files. We are here for a very special return to The Knapsack Files. I love new guests with new stories. We get to know them, but I love bringing back my friends. And tonight, we got a great return. It is Mark Riley. <laughs> I love the music. Like, you love- haven't been here with the new music. Yeah, it, it, it gets me right in the mood because, and it also brings up the fact that I'm a subscriber, obviously, <laughs> of the Knapsack Files. Right. I'm like, ah, and I'm like... So good to be here as always, yeah. my friend. Uh, good to have you back, man. Uh, we 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 like to do the check-ins now every every now and then, and just yeah. pour some whiskey. Oh yeah, thank clink you. some glasses. By the way, thank you. Clink some glasses. <laughs> I was like, can I be that guy? Yeah, I, normally <laughs> I pass uh, just some water. I gave you a vintage Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Sarlacc Pit. Burger King glass. Oh, yeah. this I had this. Yeah, it's great. I had this. And yeah. I said, here, I'll put some water in this glass for you. And you were like, that's awesome. And you paused. Yeah. <laughs> and then you said, I don't want to be that guy. Can I have some whiskey? And I'm like, you've come to the right house to be <laughs> I figure. I Well, I was driving over and I went, Ken has whiskey. I haven't had whiskey in That's a, while. a guarantee in life. Pretty much generally is. <laughs> there it is. You talk about work. Of course, that is currently Collider Video, mm-hmm. where Mark Riley, you are a producer extraordinaire. Sure. Occasional panelist and host. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to talk about that and catch up on the state of the business, but I also want to talk about uh, just life, career. Love it. Big news. And let's start with, I don't want to bury the lead here for you personally. You okay. got engaged. I'm, I'm engaged. And I, you know, I don't. I haven't been on the knapsack file since so, I've been yeah. engaged. That's right. And I don't know, you know, how much you want to talk about it, but I, at least. I'm an open book. Okay. You're an open book. Yeah, I don't care. About but this. is your yeah. fiance op- an open book she's, about this? She's an open book. Uh, about this? About the, the engagement and about what I. I do. Yes. Um, we I won't think, go into her life. Well, I, I, I know what, what I can't touch and yes. what I can. So That's perfect. She's an open book for lack of a better uh, term. You guys had a pretty wonderful proposal, if I do say so myself. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. That had, it was beautiful. The video release was beautiful. And it had my favorite, like, real life crashing into it that you're just going to have to laugh. Yeah. And then hope maybe one day we can edit out. Uh, we'll get to that. Talk about your proposal. It's okay. pretty impressive. Uh, well, let's see. I think here. it was very cute. It, it was endearing. Endearing. I'm that guy. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, the first I'll start with. It, it was long overdue. I mm-hmm. think I even talked to you. We were at, at a moment last year talking about how am I going to get this ring? Oh, yeah. Like the actual. Yeah. You thought you were going to have to go Ocean's Eleven and steal yes, the ring. Yes, yeah. because uh, it's no secret, I think I've said this many mm-hmm. times, that we were going to get a bonus at Collider. And this yeah, is this when we is were under Complex. Under Complex Media, different yeah. company. So I had a year on on <laughs> Collider and Complex, 
And it was like, <laughs> you're going to get this bonus. And I, I had that circled in my calendar. Clark Griswold. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's a 12 month subscription <laughs> to Jelly of the Month Club. Um, I, I didn't even get the Jelly of the Month Club. Okay, but right, uh, I, right. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we fast forward to that. I was circling that. I had saved up a little bit, but I was circling that in particular. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go out and shop. Well, they didn't. They didn't even give me the jelly of the month club. No jelly. No jelly. No money, no, no jelly. No bonus, no nothing. That was probably the first sign that Complex was <laughs> not okay. It's a good winter. Yeah. It's so a good winter. I remember having one of our walks at Collider. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Let's go for our walks. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. That was that was the yeah. money that was going to go to the ring. Uh, by the way, uh, occasionally I like it real quiet in the studio. You might hear the air come on and off. It's a hot day in Burbank. Yeah. The air is going to go. it was 95. The air is going to go. Over. So anyway, so yeah, you and I went for the walk. Yeah. And I remember saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm going to get this ring yeah. uh, because, you know, contrary to popular belief that Mm -hmm. my salary is not great. And so to save money, it Mm -hmm. will take time. So, um, the realities of it. Yeah. So, uh, realities of love, (laughs) the realities of love. So, well, I decided then and there pretty much around that time that I didn't get the the bonus. I said, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to just start putting money aside every month. And that's what I did. Seems simple. So then I made the ring, uh, you forged it? You smelted for- the ring? I smelted the ring. This one ring of power? <laughs> this one ring of power. I went to, it was very lucky, uh, serendipitous, because mm. uh, I did look at a, a, a certain ring jeweler in Orange County okay. through my mom, and she was like, no, I don't like that. Your home that. country. My home country. And then she, and then my aunt went, wait a minute, Kathy Paula, mm-hmm. which I'm using her name on purpose because she's yeah. up based in Bakersfield. She was fantastic. Okay. She went, I can help you out, Mark. And so I got in touch with her uh, about two months before April of this year. So that's April 2018. Got it. So you're in the February time frame. I'm in the February time frame. And she said, what's your budget? I said, here's my budget. She went, okay, here we go. More than $25. Yep, more than $25. I got the diamond and then I started and then she sent me to a website and I I went, I like that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that one. I like that one. And occasionally I would show some of the the women at Collider like, hey, what do you think of this? Like Wendy. Mm -hmm. Wendy Wendy. was was really helped me. I went, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? So picked the design, told Kathy, she got it. Mm. I sent, uh, she was coming down for a Los Angeles play with my mom and my aunt. Okay. She brought the ring. I brought the check. We had the exchange. I saw it. I thought I cried. I was like, this is fucking this is like beautiful. Plot point in Big Lebowski. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> the whites, dude, the whites. Yeah, that's right. Uh, got it. So then, um, to give you a little backstory, mm-hmm. Julie, my fiance got me a drone. Uh, in Christmas. Gotcha. You like flying them drones? I fucking love the drone, man. Can yep. I cuss? Yeah, yeah, well, we I mean, that. you know, we try not to. Young kids and parents listen, but you okay. can swear if you want. I, uh, You're having yeah. whiskey. I was, it's yeah. not like we're being pure of heart. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I get the drone. I, I become mm-hmm. a hobby. It's a hobby of mine now. I love the drone. Yeah. And so I knew going to, circling on the calendar, our four-year anniversary, mm-hmm. Julie and I go to Cambria, which Cambria, you know California. Well. Yeah. Near my hometown. Yeah. Also hometown of uh, singer, songwriter, rock star Van William. That's right. Friend of the show, yeah. A uh, friend of mine now, too. Mm-hmm. And a great guy. So Great guy. Cambria is our favorite place. I said, all right, uh, Julie, we're going to go four-year anniversary. We're going to do a big weekend. Uh, we're going to leave Wednesday night. We're going to go stay up in Solving. We're going to go to the Hitching Post because we love Sideways. So we did sideways, that. Sideways, yep. Uh, then we went and picked up our wine club on the way to Cambria through, you know, that, Paso Robles. <laughs> yeah. We get there. 
And I decide that Thursday, the day before my four-year anniversary, mm. uh, that I'm going to propose. So I... This is it. This is it. So we're staying at the Fireside Inn in, yep. on Moonstone Beach. Yep. And I called ahead of time and said, hey, we're coming up there. It's going to be a special occasion. I am going to propose. Mm. And they went, oh, my God. <laughs> We just upgraded you to the oceanfront suite. That's 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 no all you're charge. gonna do. Uh, yes, apparently so. At any point, did they confirm later on that you proposed? Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. They Damn they it. asked. They I was asked. thinking this is like a great way to get rooms. <laughs> yeah, I and you, you might want to try it. You might want to try it and get uh, and just just yeah, coach yeah. You know, well, I'll just go show myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our, well, she's coming in a couple days. <laughs> that could work. Your reservations sure for two days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, that's beside the point. Uh, so yeah, so we get there, we get the oceanfront lounge, mm-hmm. uh, bottle of champagne is waiting for us because they were great. Fireside in great. Ready to go. So open up our, our balcony, which is our own little patio, Moonstone beach. Uh, I go, you know what, babe? Sunset. I want to fly the drone. Yeah. And she goes, oh, shit. Cause she doesn't like my she, flying of the drone right now. She respects it as a hobby. Yes. But it's purchased you the drone. But hey, Mark, this you is for do us. it quite a bit, Mark. Don't fly your robot helicopter. Yeah, around us. why? Why do you keep flying this drone keep and the, and taking all this time away from us? Time keep, keep the robots out of our walk. Right, but I had this plan. Okay, I'm going to launch this drone and throw her off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, what I love about the drone is that it has this little thing that you could click the button and it'll track you, it'll just and you don't have hover to hover along. Yeah, so these, I launched the robots. drone. Yeah, <laughs> so I launched the drone. Sun is setting. I fly it around a little bit, get yeah. some atmosphere, target us, pull the ring out, and propose. So you're not controlling the drone at all. Technology nope. is taking over. Yes. Can you it's, believe that? Yeah. It's AI is taking over. It's The drone starts flying in, zooming in. You got Cal there. Cal's with one us. One of the greatest dogs in the history of history recorded of mankind. Yep. Uh, and dog kind. <laughs> He's just watching. Cal's just watching. Kind of bored, kind of like, oh, He's sniffing hey, around. Hey, Dad, okay. He's sniffing around. Uh, I pull the ring out. Julie flips, uh, rightly so. I'm, uh, it was, God, it was a beautiful, it really was. Mm-hmm. To see her light up like that was was worth it, every penny. Um, but then with that drone, two things happened that were really funny. One, and you can see it in the footage, we had a family that decided to just hang out. While yeah. I was proposing, because they wanted to go yes. to where the dock was, where I was. Yeah, so you had a little walkway, like a like a pier, a boardwalk more. Yeah. But you were on uh, the equivalent of a small, tiny pier. Right, it kind of jutted out. Walkway, yeah, kind of jutted the cliff out a little bit. Cambria is beautiful beach. Yeah, it's one of them pine cone beaches I call. It. Right, it's got right. trees, pine trees, right on the beach. And this family <laughs> comes strolling in. And they look over. You're on one knee. I'm literally on one knee. There's a robot taking your picture. <laughs> yep. And the kid, eight, nine years old maybe, <laughs> yeah. starts walking towards it. And the dad, and the video I saw, the dad's like, son, and he kind of grabs him like, yeah. they're having a moment. Yeah. But, but then the dad stays there. Right. And the whole family watches you. Because one person walked by, wanted to go in this area, saw what was happening, saw kept moving. Smart person. Went, oh, uh, that's, a, that's a moment there. Family decided to stay. Yeah. So, but I didn't know this at the, well, I did actually, I, I could sense them. But I, but I could see you being so in the moment. You just, yeah. You and gotta, I was just you, like, cause once, once you're down on the knee, yeah, you don't go take two. No, <laughs> no. Honey, what? can we move? Why were you on one knee for a second? Yeah. Oh, I was tying my, tying shoe. my shoe, but you're wearing flip flops. Um, so yeah, so they, they hung out there, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> right. Cause I could feel their presence. 
But then everything, you know, it happened. Yeah. She said yes, spoiler alert. And uh, she, then I, I hear this noise and it's yeah. dee, 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 and I look over and my phone, which uh, is connected to the drone, yeah. it, it basically says the battery is dead. <laughs> and I go, uh-oh. Return to shore. And I go, and just as I'm reaching for the controls, the drone starts to drop. Now, mind you, the <laughs> drone is hovering above us. I mean, probably f- 60 feet, yeah, yeah, 70 feet, uh, catching all this wonderful, beautiful footage. And but Remind that, me, is it over ocean or sand down below? Ocean. Ocean. Pure ocean. Pure ocean. Right off the cliff. Yeah. And I go, uh-oh. And I get it, and I start to press forward yeah. on the control to bring it back to me. And it slowly starts to go, and it slowly starts to dive and then the battery gave out, but I gave it just enough <laughs> that it landed on the cliff right underneath the pier. <laughs> and thankfully landed in a spot where it had some like soft kind of grass kind of stuff. That you could reach for. That I could reach. Some of those Cambria cliffs there and some of the other beach cliffs, Shell Beach and Avila Beach up there, you ain't going. No. Risking your life if you go. I did climb over. I had to climb over the <laughs> railing and climb down. Because it's and- got your footage. Right, to get my footage. And Julie was like, please don't die now. <laughs> this is not the time for this. And I get it, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. I, like that was really fun. Did uh, the droid go, thank you, Mark? <laughs> yes, it's like, beep, 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 beep. Uh, then it was like, then I had to, of course, mm-hmm. we're going to go back. We have some dinner uh, reservations, and you know, we're going to call f- friends and family, all this kind of stuff. And as we walk by, the family and the dad is still there. And as we walk by, he goes, well, I, I didn't know what to do. And I go, oh, I was just having my moment, you know, proposing to my future wife. Yeah, yeah. Here's all yours. Yeah. You know, and he had this, like, look on his face like he didn't know what was going on. Like he, I'm like, I thought he, it was a little bit too much, just buddy. ruined your life. Um, so, you yeah. overcome that. Right, I did. So then yeah. I cut, you know, Princess Leia's music to it. You did, and share, And shared it on Facebook because that's beautiful. who I Because I even said for the announcement, it was like, yeah, I'm that guy. I cut Princess Leia's tune to my uh, proposal. It's great. It's great. And, so. and, and it's what's fun about that there in this day and age of technology. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of really cool proposals, been a part of some here. What I loved about this one, it was it was intimate outside the family watching. Sure. Um, it was intimate, cute. And to see it, uh, to see the moment where Julie realizes yeah. It's a fun moment to watch and a sweet yeah. moment, especially knowing your guys' journey of four years, and this is something she really wanted. Yeah. And thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully, she didn't turn to be like, get out and throw you over the cliff. And but I no. dragged my feet. I did. Yeah, you so know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, also is, a divorcee. This is your second go around. And, and there, that's a different thing and a different conversation. Um, but I, I, that's that was my favorite part of it, was her mm. just kind of like, Staring at the because she's you guys are waving at the drone, right? Isn't right. there a shot? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. like wave at the robot. I she's did. Like, I did again, I wave because I robot. I she's like, what am I doing? What am right I doing? Now? And your dog's like, well, Dad, can we go back to the lodge and get a steak? <laughs> exactly. And then to the moment she's like, why is Mark tying his shoe? Oh, he's asking me to be his bride. That, it, was, it that was, was the moment. Oh well, thank you. It, it was great, and uh, I'll never forget. That I told you about all this in a text exchange <laughs> the next morning, and perfectly. You wrote me back because well, I said, "Oh, the thing almost died." Yeah, and I had to climb over and get it. And you sent me a headline. Yeah, you know, jealous dog pushes, pushes man to man his death. death. 
<laughs> and I remember too because you had told us that this was happening. Maybe couple, maybe one or two people. It, I, I don't know. Yeah, I only yeah. told you and Roger. Yeah, because a week before we were all hanging you, out. You, me, Roger, Craig Smith, our good friend, having yeah. steaks at Roger's house, which mm-hmm. we need to do again. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, you had said it, and we were like, "Wow, it's happening next week." And so yeah, sometimes you, me, and Roger jump on a group text. Well, three of us, and we say <laughs> yes, some weird we things and yes, we do. inside jokes and. I didn't want to text anything because I didn't know when specifically it was happening. And right. I was really worried of being like, hey, Roger, did we lose Mark to marriage? And then like <laughs> have Julie pick up the phone as it pops up while you're in the shower. Right. Oh, Mark, Roger and Ken are saying you're... What? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, if you get the iPhone 10 now, the face recognition, you can't read the text oh, anymore. Oh, that's key. That's yeah, key. you get a little yeah. alert. You have to look. And so, which mm. I don't know if it's good or bad, you know, for so, whatever. You got the next, uh, you got this part of life figured out, for ne- you know? I'll never have it. You'll never have figured out, but yeah. you've taken this I have a, I have a partner in crime, at least. Yeah, you know that. And, yeah. And, yeah, it, it, look, it's no small feat. I don't think it's something you can brush over. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you, you did have a previous marriage and a divorce, yeah. and it affected you, and there was a little bit of recovery time, but this can be where it ends up. And I think that's important for other people out there in that, in that yeah. boat, in that little robot. Yeah. Uh, who are like, uh, I don't know if I can do this again. And you can do it again. You can do it again. Um, you know, I went a long time. I mean, you know, I, I knew early on I wanted to be with Julie mm-hmm. um, and marry her. I, I remember it, when you swiped right and you matched. Yeah, exactly. Which is so random that it happened that way. Yeah. Um, but then the, the doubt sets in over the years. And when mm-hmm. I say over the years, there was four years with us. And sure. especially the first two years, I think after two years, Julie was like, Huh? Hi. Hi. And I thought about it. Um, And then, you know, three years was the no complex bonus. So then, because that was the time, that was when I was ready. But yeah, it's, you know, sometimes the doubt can creep in. Yeah, and it's not doubt. It, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not doubt about her or the idea no. of, of being with her or him or whoever's in your life at this time, a second go around. It is, it is probably living in the not living in the past but living under the shadow and how do you climb out from it? it it it's exactly right um i because you know i haven't for for fear of my ex mm-hmm. i don't want to bash her at all i mean she's not sure, a bad sure. person sure things happen we were, we were just not right yeah. for each other right. but my marriage was a colossal failure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really was like i i, I don't think i I'm was agreeing, happy i'm agreeing like i'm like horrible horrible <laughs> i don't i don't know the d i didn't know you then i know that's right but i mean i i don't think i was happy once you wow. know after being married with her i mean i remember the first year being good yeah um she did give me cal so yeah, that's what yeah. i have to 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 always give her that credit right 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 but she uh but the first year was fine. Uh, we so the backstory of my ex was, we were together one year, right, and got married, and and then I was getting engaged, and I proposed one year, got it, and then that second year was all wedding stuff, and so there was constant stress, constant fights, and I just kind of missed who she was as a person, and mm-hmm. all I saw was Bridezilla at one point, and Bridezilla okay. is a, is a, is an endearment, right. right, um, right. Because I, it, it was her first her day type of thing. Yeah, okay. Then, then we get married, and I just, I mean, it was just constant, just, it just mm. wasn't good. And so mm-hmm. I just worried that I was, I, the thoughts in my head was, I'm not a good husband. I'm it's not. It's you, a, yeah. It's me. I'm not 
fit for marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I heal that now, even with sitting right. next to my fiance, we have a, a fight and I'm like, Oh, Oh, oh it's never going to work. And I've said that to my yep. fiance, my now fiance. And she's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> She's like, where do you, you go from? Said, you have said that to her. This will never work. Yeah. Oh God, I can I can overreact. Sure. But I still have a little bit of, um, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, uh, uh, you know, I just I have. I don't want to use the word PTSD because that's just I, that You're takes the, away from 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 real things. From real things. Yeah, I, I get. But I, I'm I get a more emotionally sometimes scarred where I get a little bit. Yeah. Ugh, God. Look, so. you and I are similar in that regard. We we take things deep. We yeah. maybe get locked in your patterns, and that's what I'm saying. You can do it again. You know, if you chose not to do do it again, that's fine. I've had conversations off air with Mark, Mr. Mark Ellis about you know eh, we could go down to Shady Acres and retire alone and be all right. You know, and that yeah. might be your course in life if you're listening out there. But for someone like you in a relationship who who got back on that on that horse and 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 you know let's let's ride into the sunset. You do have to make and continue to make those tough choices and commitment that aren't always easy. You do. And they aren't always easy, but yeah. And I could go, I, I'm very content being single. I mean, Mm -hmm. I really found myself between my divorce and my now fiance because I had two years of being single, which is key. You know, it's really is. And I lived by myself and I Mm -hmm. dated, but I didn't date like, like maybe some people think was like, Oh, I'm going out this weekend. It's like my single life. I was Cal. Yeah, like I, yeah. I would, I, I remember working and uh, working this production job, and being so excited to be Friday night mm-hmm. is a bottle of wine, a pizza, a movie, and Cal on the couch. <laughs> and Saturday was a bottle of wine, a pizza, and yeah. Cal on the couch. Yeah. And I was com- perfectly content and, with and that. I think we can. Maybe I don't want to divide it up by gender, but a lot of the men I know, maybe if it's a certain age, can easily fall into that. Yeah. Where it is this like, yeah, it's Friday night. I can manage my baseball team on the PS4. I I I got some contracts to negotiate on the franchise mode. I got some uh, (laughs) steak I'm cooking myself. I'm going to work out and uh, got the slippers on the entire time. We're good to go. (laughs) I love that. It's so much fun. And I can't really do that every Friday and Saturday night anymore. (laughs) But I think, and I think that's the lesson of love. It truly is. It's that old episode of Mad About You. Paul Rice's character goes for his traditional birthday walk, uh, which was on my birthday, April nineteenth, and oh, then nice. comes back on that episode, realize I wanted to, do, I want to do that walk with you now. Yeah, and being okay with that, and you're gonna have your solo time. Oh, you're yeah. gonna be able to have those pizzas and wine again. Yeah, but, no, and that's yeah. that's the thing, you know. And some of that when you're with somebody is being able to work through that because when you say. I need some alone time. That's not a bad thing. Right. And Julie has a lot of that because she loves to work out. She loves yoga. She does. She's a lot more active than me. Mm-hmm. I need my alone time writing yeah. and my alone time sometimes kind of decompressing that has everything to do with writing. Cause I need that. I'm going to take a walk. Yeah. I, I'm going to, because I'm thinking about my script. Um, I'm going to just read or what have you. And, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. It really That's is. Okay. So like I said, you got love all figured out. It's perfect. Yeah. Love is grand. <laughs> Ain't love grand, says Anne Bancroft in the Great Expectations remake. Oh, that's right. Which is one of my favorite films. Um, but let's speak of films. Speaking of what you do, speaking of career, you're still over there mm-hmm. at Collider Video. I've talked about it with other guests here on the Knapsack Files. This year, it's been it's been the thing, man. Uh, you know, the changing landscape of digital media. Yeah, and how's it going, and how 
folks like you and I can refine our creative muscle. Mm. Not that talking about movies isn't creative, right? But remembering why we came to town. Yeah. You, you yourself are a writer and a writer at heart. Yeah, uh, th- that's so important because yeah, we were we found ourselves in this space. Yeah, and it's out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I kind of fell into it, I feel like. Uh, I never thought I would be considered a pundit. Right. Sitting on a a kind of a set (laughs) with flashing images of movies and going, well, I didn't like that trailer of Aquaman because that never made sense to me. But yet when it appeared and it became a thing and I got involved with it through Schmoes and then through Mm. uh, ultimately Collider, I was like, well, this is like a dream thing. I love it. Right. But the thing that I always remember and always try to remember is that when I'm on movie talk, mm-hmm. uh, Collider, or when I'm talking about something, there is a big part of me that's like, I want to be talking about my thing. You want to do your stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, want, I, want, I want movie talk to cover my right. script. Yeah. And I don't need a, a big directorial debut or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I want the, hey, Deadliner's reporting that, you know, Paramount Pictures has picked up the hot spec from mm-hmm. Mark Riley about XYZ. Yeah. That that is my dream. Yeah. And I want to see that. So I, I keep trying to remember that. And mm-hmm. the only problem is, as you know, when you have a million things that you're doing, mm-hmm. it's hard to summon creative energy sometimes to write. It is. And then you get or, locked or do anything else. Right. And you get locked into this this pattern. Again, this this for us. Four or five years ago, you know, gosh, I remember 2008, 2007 when, when Christian and Mark formed Schmoes oh, yeah. No, and it was like, what are you doing? YouTube. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Boom. It takes off. Everything's going good. And then it made sense. It makes sense. It's broadcasting, podcasting, digital broadcasting, digital right. media. I'm there for all of it. But then what ends up happening along the way is you, you, you know, you're talking Star Wars, like I do in Force Center, which I love, or right. Jedi Council. You're talking movies. And then I think... The fans don't know you or from they didn't know you in nineteen ninety eight when I like when I moved to LA and no right. one knew me. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know that. And so we feel I think I felt, especially the last six months of my time full full time a ten year collider video, mm-hmm. I didn't feel myself. Yeah. I didn't feel that this is what I wanted to do anymore. It was part of it. I want to be creative. I'll talk about Star Wars to the day I'm not allowed to anymore. Sure. But how do we get back to feeling like we're putting something back into the industry? You know? I'll, uh, I'll spoil it for everyone. I don't feel like myself either. Yeah. Collider. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a gray line. So I don't want to sure. like everybody out there listening who might be like, what? It's of course I feel like myself and I am who it I mean am. It doesn't mean you don't get joy out of being on movie talk I, or producing movie talk. Absolutely. I love everything about my job. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's as simple as I want movie talk to be covering my script, yeah, not me covering somebody else's script. Because whenever I've read and collect and aggregate the news to present it to whether it's Mark Ellis or whoever's hosting movie talk or to program it myself and host movie talk, which I've done before, is that I can read that variety deadline THR article about a new hot script right. out there. And the jealousy that wake that goes through <laughs> me is so palpable. Yeah. And it makes me look around. And again, I wouldn't change a thing. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do. I don't want to be like that. It just means that there's still more to do. There's still the yeah. goal that I want to hit. And I've always hit 
my goals. Yeah, I you, have. And the thing is, you can you can do both. And I, I oh look yeah, at, I that's what I'm lucky. Yeah, I look at two people. <laughs> I look at Amy Rose Eisenbach, who oh, was yeah. a, a founding member. Um, you know, uh, one of the founding b- building blocks of, of of movie talk. She's such a wonderful person. Decides Just, it's time yeah. for me to go. Yeah, because. I want to make sure I'm doing, pursuing what I want to do. She's she radiant. Uh, what is it? Radiant J Films yep. is her thing, and um, I love to. I, I love to get her on the Napsack Files. So I got to do it because she's. A, but she's so busy. She's traveling. She got this oh, yeah. documentary. She's part of of the, the these uh, women going to play soccer at the highest point, the highest soccer game ever. And has so beautiful. She's doing amazing things, and and you know, still, if she wanted to, could talk about movies every now and then. Oh and, yeah. We just lost him, and I think it's a great way to talk about him yeah, here for a couple of minutes. Is, is is now uh, you know the late great John Schnapp, which is still weird to say. It's still so hard weird. to say. We're just a week week removed here, less less it's than a week. Start, it's like when you said that, it's starting to it's now starting to sink in. Yeah, a lot more because I think we talked off air mm-hmm. um, of like this is a joke. Like yeah. Schnapp's just gonna like he and walk Andy Kaufman and Tony Clifton are gonna yeah. show up. On Monday. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you bring up Amy Rose because we did the tribute yep. for Schnepp, yep. which I thought was so wonderful. And she wanted to be there. And I had five minutes with her of just yep. catching up on her productions, uh, on her producing mm-hmm. stuff. And, but yeah. Yeah. But, but losing Schnepp, man. But losing Schnepp and seeing what Schnepp did, which is, I, I say he's one of the, the godfathers of this media discussion world because he really when is. he emerged and started appearing on Movie Talk in the AMC days and Skype it in. Yeah with uh, the gang over there, you know, he, he was known for other things. Mm-hmm. Metal, op- metal, I could never say metal, 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 Oh my God. Metal, mecca, 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 like a high, mecca, hiney, ho. He's a big cog of that. Something I had heard about when I was yeah. developing an animated show in 2009, 2010, it was like, we made sure we compared ourselves to that show, but also in a way of like, look what they're doing, but also let's make sure we're doing something different. Yeah. It was such an important influence. And then, you know, the documentary and all those kind of things. And then he gets known. Comics. His comics. Yeah, oh, Remember yeah. when he came on Schmoes to promote his comic too? Yeah. And so he's done it all. He's done this thing. And then he discovers this media discussion world, becomes a personality. And that's the last conversation I had with him. And I'm going to be talking about that a little bit more in the afternoons this week. You can listen to that episode. I, 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 and I wrote about it too on my blog, the last yeah. conversation we had. And it was about him saying, you have value and find value and accept the value of the fans wanting to talk with you, commune with you, hear your voice. But that does not mean you don't get to go or can't go yeah. right yeah. and perform. And that's what I'm finding, taking great inspiration in that. And yeah. it's part of the legacy I'll have is it's how he inspires each in, uh, individual as a group. He inspires us individually, he inspires us, and that's my thing. He, uh, he, uh, wow. Yeah, it's tough to talk about because it's so <laughs> fresh. But yeah, because I feel like I didn't um, get a big, a big, sorry, <laughs> big goodbye. You didn't uh, yeah, have I, did, your I moment. didn't get. I didn't get the big goodbye to him. Yeah, my goodbye was Be- see you Monday, Schnapp. Yeah, yeah. Like he came in for that last heroes that he appeared on, and yeah. he was walking out, and I'm like, I'll see you next week, dude. Right, and you and, know, uh, yeah, you know, you didn't know. Yeah, and um, but also like I didn't get the uh, like we talked about screenwriting all the time. He had mm-hmm. a script that he told me. <laughs> It's about a, a killer tow truck. I've heard about this. And it's just, of course you did, dude. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And, uh, but he also had like, you know, comics and he wanted to, he wanted me especially to come on Heroes to talk about 
uh, we were we were changing some of the format on Heroes, and he was yeah. excited about it, which is why he stepped off Movie Talk, which is just mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, God, I mean, it's like he stepped off Movie Talk, and then yeah. two weeks later he was gone. Right, right. But he wanted to do especially, and I love this about what he wanted to do for Heroes, which was really highlight comics yeah. and comic books. And that's what I love about Schnepp because mm-hmm. I, I do have experience. And I gave it, and I, he read my comic yeah. that I made and loved it. Yeah. And there was something that like was so fulfilling about that moment mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I brought it to the office when we were in the old space before, yeah. unfortunately, you guys um, mm-hmm. stopped working there. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is, he's like, dude, who's the artist? And I was like, Oh, it's Tiffany England. And mm-hmm. it's this kid out of school that we, you know, we needed, we had, we were on a budget and he's like doing that schnep, that schnep nod, nod <laughs> that schnep head nod. Yeah. That where he's just looking at it because I'm, t- I'm basically telling him who the artist was yeah, yeah. and he's nodding. And yeah. which, um, I think Ellis po- pointed out, Josh pointed out yeah. on the tribute. It's like when he's nodding, he's not really listening <laughs> because he was looking at the art and that was, there was something yeah. special about that. But yeah, well, uh, it's still there. It's still, it's still there. Yeah. Maybe part of his legacy is telling you, get your ass into the creative game again, and that you already have something wonderful in front of you. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a, a lot of people didn't know, and that, that came out mm-hmm. a lot with Holly Payne coming on mm-hmm. um, movie the Movie Talk tribute, the strongest Jesus woman I've seen in a long time, sure. coming on there and saying, you guys all know him for this, but yeah. like he's like, Look no. Look at his stuff. Look at everything he's done. Yeah. And it's, so. it's 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 a great reminder, a bittersweet reminder. I I wish he could be reminding us in person again, like I had that final chance to hear about three yeah. four weeks before he passed. But it is a reminder. That's part of the legacy. I, I think we all grieve a little different. I'm a little more like Paul McCartney. I'm going to go in the studio on the day John Lennon dies, and I'm going to record a song. You know, that's a little bit more me. Yeah. Other people out there, it's a little different. Um, and and that was part of it. You know, um, you know, uh, tra- translate uh, transition into an odd self promotion. But like when I the Instagram TV started up. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to work or not, but right. I did a couple of videos that were just stupid. Then I did one of reviewing comics because I, I do read comics a lot yeah, yeah. and I still might do it. Mm-hmm. But I realized I did it and I looked at the video and I saw a bunch of other people, friends of ours, mm-hmm. reviewing movie news, reviewing comics, reviewing this. And some of them are great. Jason Inman is an expert in this and oh, yeah. kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. want you to swipe by and be like, here's another person talking about comics. Let me put on a bathrobe. Let me do some stupid motivations. And let me just sit down in front of a camera and make up some comedy for two minutes and see if it works. And that literally came out of of looking at what Schnepp had told me about find yourself. Accept your value that people want to hear. They don't just want to hear me talk about Lazarus, which is a great comic. You all should read it. Mm -hmm. But I think they want to hear a little bit there. And and so that's, that's part of his legacy is we lose him and mourn him. Uh, what you can still you can still look to the North Star and see him is yeah. is inspiring us to refine and not saying and if you're listening you're like but Ken I like it when you talk about Star Wars oh I love talking about Star Wars too oh yeah but I feel I'm leaving a lot on the not leaving enough on the table I should say yeah I'm not putting a lot of blood on the tracks and that's what I want to do yeah it, and I, it's I think so I hope I hope you find that too yeah. I, I mean, it's like, and, and again, yeah, do I not want to talk about Star Wars or Superman or mm-hmm. comics or some of my favorite movies? No, of course not. I, I want to do yeah. all of that. But it is finding that balance. And Schnepp, I think, was a perfect individual to see that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that guy always had something going on. Yeah. And he would tell me, I was like, I, I mean, I couldn't, 
believe when he showed me. He's like, oh, I'm writing a Slayer comic. I'm yeah. like, what? I remember that, yeah. I was like, geez, okay. And yeah. he's showing me that. And it's like, oh, I'm making this TV series now that yeah. like Kevin Smith called out. Yeah, uh, the, at the that Hall, Hall wonderful H, yeah. Hall H thing that he did. And the guy, yeah, he found that balance. And that that's what it is. I mean, it's it's the balance. And I follow a number of writers on on Twitter. And mm-hmm. Shannon and Swift, um, that uh, if you guys go in, it's under at Shannon and Swift. Mm-hmm. They are the writers that did Freddy versus Jason. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give them that little. But they went in all caps. And it was kind of a joke for our, you know, president right. who did the all cap tweet the other day to, to <laughs> yeah. Iran. Um, but it was like, if you write two pages a day, mm-hmm. ne- by the end of the year, you'll have two scripts done. Yeah. And I went, what? Yeah. That's really interesting. If and you think about it and break down, they're like, do the math. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's what I need to do. And there are days where I'll do five pages. There are days I'll do 10. Mm-hmm. There are days I, I do none. And yeah. It's it's trying to find that balance where at least I do one. Yeah, and you know, to yeah. to, to the young up and comers out there because they mm. are out there. Yeah. Um, you want to hit the town? You know, you you've you've made a movie. We've talked yeah. about it on, on the podcast before. Yeah, you've made a movie. Um, and you talk about those two pages a day. That's the kind of stuff is is not easier said than done. Uh, it, it is, but you know, all right, it makes sense. It's it, but writing sometimes. You know, you said sometimes you have zero. Yeah. What to a young twenty-one-year-old hitting the town? Mm. What, what would you What would you tell them? Because you wish someone told twenty-one-year-old Mark Riley as a writer. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, there's there's part of well, me. thank you, sir. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> made it up on the spot there, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good question. Uh, wow. I mean, if you know what you want to do, it mm-hmm. I would go immediately and get a book on writing i would get yeah. and literally that's what it's called on writing stephen king gotcha read that mm-hmm. uh immediately read story by robert mckee great classic yeah yep read uh save the cat save the cat i think your screenplay sucks is another yes. must read that's a good one um mm-hmm. which lie did i tell yeah uh william goldman who is a uh, butch cassidy sundance kid princess bride spectacular he's it's so all good the president's men right I think. um all the president's men yeah. read those books and while you're reading those books also just get your hands on if you're a, the, depending on the medium mm-hmm. if you're a screenwriter get your hands on every screenplay you possibly can mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then do this and this is robert mckee yeah put the movie in front of you sit down with the script and start taking notes yeah. what lines are missing Mm-hmm. And why? I mean, cross it yeah. out because you will you will have a shooting there, and there are different versions. Yeah, if you go to the like, I used to go to Walden Books, and I used yeah. to get this, and those are those are really cool. I have them as collect. I'm looking at them right behind here on yeah. my shelf. I have Magnolia, yes. High Fidelity, Princess Bride, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's also you can get a hold of the shooting scripts. Or, yes, yeah, yeah. you can get shooting scripts. You can get you know scri- just the scripts in general because you'll be surprised at how different they are. Even the shooting scripts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be like, whoa, that's not yeah. even in there. Mark that down, and then while you're watching the movie and then go back and be like, why did this? But, but also write every day and mm-hmm. don't be afraid to write a shitty script. Cause I've written plenty yeah, of them. That's key. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think it stops a lot of people because they think this is bad. And mm-hmm. believe me, I'm in the middle of a script right now that every day I'm like, I don't know if this is very good, but yeah. there's something driving me to finish it. 
Um, and don't be afraid of rejection. I think that's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. and I see it a lot. I just got rejected from the Nickel Fellowship, and I've been a part of... Oh, I've, wow. I've, yeah. I didn't know that. I got... Uh, I know you're trying, man. Lee, uh, Take Gottman. a sip of that whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Gottman and I, um, yeah, yeah. We, which is so funny, hmm. my writing partner, Lisa Gottman, and I wrote something called The List. Uh, we won the Second City Comedy Screenwriting Competition. It's really funny, yeah. We couldn't even get past the first round in Nickel Fellowship. Wow. So that gives you an idea. Right. Is that we won an entire contest, couldn't get past the first round in the Nickel Fellowship. So you're going to have your highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And you keep going. And and I, I think part of my biggest advice is, that it, and you know, it's really it's really hard, but... Sometimes it, it could take you a while to get to where you want to be. Like if I could do it all over again, mm-hmm. I would go back to college and really focus in on screenwriting instead of acting and producing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and going to the cinema school to be, which to was do minor, it all. Yeah. To, yeah, to kind of do it all. Mm-hmm. Because then when I got out of college, I did many years of waiting tables trying to be an actor. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of what I would have done differently is I would have gone immediately out of college into an internship mm. into development. Yeah. Um, because I think you could have met, you you could meet a number of people and you write at night. Right. And at that age, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe me, this is key here from a 40 year old person here, 40 mm-hmm. plus is that you have that energy to work your butt off during the day in a, right. in a very demanding job. You need that energy to then go home and write. Yeah. And if you are doing that in development in a studio or at a production company or as a writer's assistant, um, you're going to meet contacts and you're going to need that script in your pocket right. for when you're at lunch, when you're at around the water cooler, getting coffee. And they go, what are you working on? Well, this. Yeah. And you're, you're already in the door. Yeah. You're already there. So I would recommend if you know you want to be a writer, you know, write every day. Don't be afraid to fail. Read all the books. Read all the screenplays. Go get a job in yeah. an internship, development, studio, what, what have you. Go in, learn the inner workings of the business because as much as yeah. it is about writing, yeah. it's also about the business. Yeah. And you have to really know these people because the scripts now that I'm able to get out the door is because I took an internship at Village Roadshow. Mm-hmm. I got to know a Christian Harloff who worked at yeah. Joel Silver Pictures yeah. who then brought me in at one point because I was lucky um, who I met Ethan Irwin, who I mm-hmm. met a number of different people. I know I can get my script out there now. Yeah. That is so key because if you just write on the side and finish a script and then don't know where to send it, mm-hmm. it's really, really hard. It's yeah, not impossible. It, it's not impossible, but it's hard. It's hard yeah, it's to get me. through that yeah. that front door. Yeah, it, so. it's hard. That's hard for me in a lot of ways. But yeah, I, that, that's one of the biggest... One of the biggest things I'm pulling out, I've, I've said it here before, and so it's a repeat for long-time listeners, but... If you're starting out, you hit this town running. Yeah, keep running. Oh yeah, meaning uh, don't worry about partying on the weekend. Right, you'll have that time. You'll, your 30s aren't as old as you think. Right, <laughs> um, and also you'll have that time in your 20s. You'll have a, you'll have a Saturday night party. Don't worry. But what are you doing to work? Because you have to. You know, we're set up in a society. I believe in capitalism. That's me. That's just me. But I think you have to work. You have to make money. And you do have to earn it. And then your nights and your mornings, mm-hmm. you know, I got my my former writing partner, kind of, sort of, again, my writing partner, Matt Key. We got yeah. a little project in the in the works here. Um, I love. 
Doing this. Yeah, uh, cross all your fingers, hopes, and yep. prayers, and dreams, and all that. But you know, Key works full time at Geek, Geek and Sundry. Yeah, dude gets up at six a.m. Mm. so that he can guarantee it's two hours to write before he goes into work. Is that what he's doing? And he does that Monday through Friday. And see, he's doing that in large part because he didn't commit to this career path early enough. You know, making up for lost time and energy that's, in his mind. I think that's my point. Yeah, yeah. so, so some do that up now. And the the weekends you, you said that those are key for me. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. love my weekends. I used to do this when I worked in production when I was working at a Showtime show. It was weekends were writing. Man, I would wake up and I would sleep in. You sleep in, have your moments. Have your moments. Get you recharge the battery. You're, you're you sit need down it. and play Fortnite. Don't worry. Yes, you're exactly. Have time. You you find the balance. But those weekends were get sleep in a bit. Mm-hmm. I would walk to the Grove. I'd get some food. Yeah. I'd come back and I would write the rest of the day. And this is my Saturday. Yeah. And that was my Sunday. And yeah. I would be careful going like if you're writing on weekends, don't go out at night. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can go out, have maybe a drink here and there. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to waste yourself because then you won't do anything the next day. The the, the problem is to develop this uh, subconscious habit where you have tomorrow. Yeah. Because it's hard to break. I have that a lot too. Oh yeah. Too. People in my life know it and it's and it's a struggle. Yeah. But just not, not even, I'm not even saying that in the big picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying the small picture. You, you need to get it done. Get it done. Get it done. We have, I have a lot of younger listeners. Mm-hmm. I hear, I get messages, wonderful messages. Hey, man, I'm looking to do this. I'm looking to get into this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't help them. I can't necessarily bring everyone on. I'm, I'm <laughs> barely making it. Yeah. I can't do that to help you, but I can, I can tell you this. Don't waste time. Yeah, that's a big thing. And because listen to Uncle Riley here, I did feel like I I wasted Uncle a Mark? little bit. <laughs> oh, this is Cal, your dog. I guess you're more my dad. What can I do? Yeah, he's my dad. Uh, yeah, I felt like I wasted a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I went out of college, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, did a lot of partying. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of going out with friends. Right. Slept in. Slept in. Nice, nice writer here. (laughs) Slept in. There it is. This is is Um, why I record live to tape, so all my grammar errors (laughs) show up for all the world to see. Is on radio forevers. (laughs) I know. Me talk pretty one day. Uh, Yeah, no, I would go out, you know, with my writing partner, Lisa Gottman. But that's also to say that we do have a script that won something, and we do have a script that has a producer interested. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. And, and it can spend put the work in. And for you, it, it could still happen, man. My friend Dave yes. Congleton, mm-hmm. uh, radio host up in uh, my hometown, the San Luis Obispo area. I mean, back when I was in high school, he was like one of the local radio guys. You know, yeah. like he was a talk radio guy. And uh, I eventually became friends with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, don't, don't talk him often. Uh, he's also battling some health problems. Dave, get well. But um, he had his first script produced. Chris Klein, Kaylee, what's her name from Cuco from Big Bang Theory? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know o- the actress. Yeah, but not and some the others uh, starred in this movie uh, about a writers group, and it changed. I forget what the name was called. It was called Scribble Fears, and he'd give me the script. Nice. And it was like a mockumentary on a writers group, and um, you know, uh, uh, one of the authors sells a book in this writers group, and the jealousy and ensues. Oh, perfect. And Dave was in his fifties when this finally got made. It was his first produced credit, and we saw the screening at the Fremont Theater in San Luis Obispo, and it was all good. And he's and he's had some struggles trying to work on the other ones, and he's got some people, you know. Uh, at one time, uh, what's his name? Sam. Um, what's the guy from Moon? Moon. Oh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was yeah. interested in it. You know, he's had some of those things, 
yeah. that's still a struggle. It's always going to be a it's, struggle. It's going to be, yeah. But I, I, I'll never forget being at the theater and seeing Dave watch for the first time in his early fifties his name up on the up on the screen. Yeah, it's yeah. Do and it, and you're not you're you got time. I I got time, but you and, don't have time. <laughs> yeah, but but that's a good point. You don't have time, but that's it. Kind of like there's no time to waste. Yes, and, yeah. It's just this weird thing of be patient. But but be but put the work but in. Put the work in. Yeah. yeah, and and you know know what you're writing. I think it's so important to know what it is you're writing. You know, more advice is to, yeah. to to you know like, what's the movie in your head? What does it remind you of? Yeah. So you can say it helps in pitch meetings too. Yeah, you know, oh, it's this meets this. Well, pitching is an art too, but yeah, pitching. What is your dream story that you still want to tell? Oh man, what is your style? Is it comedy? Is it superhero? Uh, you want to write a star? I mean, you and I probably both want to write a Star War, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that will happen. Yeah, but. Star Wars is it. I mean, I'm a summer blockbuster guy. Yeah. And I'm also a, a horror guy. And yeah. the, the one I'm working on right now is a horror movie. Okay. And um, But I've always had very high concept mm. um, blockbuster kind of stories that come to my mind. Um, but the you know, but what I've what I've learned being in this business for as long as I have now. Mm-hmm. The summer blockbusters right now, they're based on a property already. Yeah. So your Avengers, you know, comic books. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to get an original out there. So what is for more advice is what is the one genre? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this two genres yeah. where the original idea kind of reigns supreme. Mm. To me, it's comedy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. horror, you know, right. Horror movies, especially if you look at some of the, the the renaissance of horror that I was actually speaking about with uh, on the on the latest Riley Roundtable with Perry, mm-hmm. which is look at A Quiet Place, look at I Get just Out. Saw that? Is it? What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah, it's good because you know I don't like them scary pictures. Yes, <laughs> these scary movie pictures. And Grace is like, we're gonna watch this. You yeah. don't have a choice. You're gonna watch it's, this with me. It's so good. It got me thinking, man. Yeah. We can talk about that, but it got me thinking. Yes. Okay, Anyways. good. Ooh, I want to hear that. Um, but yeah, that's an original idea. It's yeah. not based on anything. Get out, original idea. Mm-hmm. And again, sure, you're coming with some, like John Krasinski, who was from The Office, or, or Jordan Peele, you know. Yeah, I read the story of the Quiet Place script. You know, the co-writers, you know, 2013, they have the first idea. Sure. And, but, those, and then even then, Krasinski's got to do a draft, you know. Yeah. But, but, they're, but they're working on the sequel. They're working on a sequel now. It's a franchise. Look at yeah. that. Um, but horror movies... In general, the history of horror movies, aside from some of the bigger ones that we all know, like Exorcist or Jaws, that were right. based on source material, they can they can exist as an original idea because by design, a horror movie is a little less that the genre itself is is the ticket. Yeah, you know, people want to see a horror movie, and uh, you know, you don't need a listers, you know, sure. or you don't, you know, and and that original idea. Mm-hmm can really reign supreme and so and luckily for me i love a good horror movie so i have a great idea in my head that i've been working on i'm 60 Mm. pages in now um and i think that that if you look at some of the career trajectories after that like james wan who did Mm -hmm. saw and did that and now he's directing aquaman you have a number of people krasinski now is another example but you can sell these these things and show that you can write. And then once you're in there and you start selling some projects, you take some projects, you do this, you maybe rewrite this horror movie here. You maybe get a meeting here and you realize, no, I'm not a one trick pony. I actually like these big blockbusters. And Mm. 
Comedy is another one, but I yeah. I love my comedy side, but I'm more of a yeah the summer Horror, blockbuster summer blockbuster horror genre. I like horror it. Genre, I yeah. like it. Man, we went to a lo- we went to a lot of places here. We sure and did. And I appreciate your honesty today. Thank you. It was a great return here on the, I love, on the Knapsack Files. I love being on the Knapsack um, Files. And I love having you here, but you also got your own show. And as we wrap up here, one, I want to tell you to tell people what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And tell them where they can find it. Well, you can. Uh, so I did launch, finally, the Riley Roundtable podcast mm-hmm. because I was getting, um, I did mention to, to call back on, like, when you're doing Collider. And sometimes when I feel a little bit like I want to be talking about my own stuff, there was also a part of me that really wanted to just talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. And that was the Riley Roundtable. It's on the Collider Factory feed. Um, It drops every Wednesday. We talk about everything. Perry Nemiroff is my latest guest. I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, Perry and I talked about uh, Halloween at Mm -hmm. Hall H at Comic-Con. Yeah, And we went into a horror renaissance of like, wow, can you believe that a Halloween movie is now center stage at Hall H? Right. Could sooner or later we see more horror movies do that? We broke down the history of Halloween, Comic-Con, all that good stuff. I talk about everything, man. Yeah. I love it. When am I getting you on? Soon, man, whenever you okay. want me. Whenever okay, you good. want me. We'll organize it. If, if you tempt me... With a wood wrench lunch, Ooh, I or can at do least that. I know I can go eat a wood wrench. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I'll walk over to the studios Perfect. and pop in. Yeah, As always, it's that, great to have you. Yeah. Th- thank you for plugging that. Yeah, that's my rally roundtable. I want to do more, so yeah. I'm planning on launching some more stuff, You know, which we'll get into later. You got the alien ones. We got the alien uh, oh, contact. Yeah. You got all yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Kai Blackwood. You yeah. got to check that out. My yeah. director of Gray Skies, the movie you mentioned, yeah, that, that I did make, um, he was my director who, uh, his stories of alien abduction, and yeah. he believes it sure. in a way where you, you're you're listening to this guy, and you're like, he's not screwing with us. He's not, He's yeah. not crazy. Yeah. He, he just, and he's like, hey, I know how this sounds. You yeah. can either take it or leave it. I don't care. I'll he's a cool you. guy, but that... That. That's a separate conversation. Whew. I mean, yeah. yeah, I know I had a little weird interaction uh, with something weird in the skies, uh, and I am a Did pretty really? sane person back in 2001 or so. I was working security uh, about 2 in the morning, and I know you had something up there in Michigan. That was, that was, that was Kai. That was Kai. I was yeah. with Kai. The, the they were UFO. coming back to get him. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that. So, Mark Riley, thank you for coming in. Thanks for you. My thank pleasure. you for sharing. Congratulations again on the engagement thank and uh, knowing that uh, we will continue to create mm-hmm. and do it in a large part honoring people who've come before us, like uh, John Schnapp, who we dedicate mm-hmm. this episode to as Love you, well. Yeah. You guys listen to Napsock Files, you know the drill. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. Go to the website, napsockfiles.podomatic.net. That includes my blog, uh, which every once in a while things pop up there, but I have the con- last conversation I had with John Schnapp. I, r- I wrote about it, and and if you'd like to read about it, uh, check it out. Uh, no, uh, no way asking you to. It's up there. Also, I have my charity spotlight, which is on that blog as well, or on that uh, website, a page that has a bunch of charities spotlit uh, by me, friends, and listeners, and more on the way. It's a little fun thing we're doing with the Napstock Files family. Uh, and the Knapsack Files community giving back. And that community is growing. You can go to patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files and join a lot of support tiers. Just $1 a month gets you a lot of stuff, like a special show, the Kazok Radio Playlist. And now something coming. I'm testing it out. It's in beta. Rabbit. I'm going to go to that site and do some watch-alongs where you and I and a group can watch things together from our laptops in a chat room and have some fun. That just That's happening over there. But also I have... 
the executive producer and producer tiers, and that's what I have to call out right now. I love these folks. They are not just supporting me with their support numbers. They're supporting me with advice, chats. We go into the Knapsack Files boardroom, and we talk about my next steps in building out the Knapsack Files. And I want to thank producers Jason Humphreys, Christopher Paquette, that is Pagnetti, Pags, you and me, Spencer Hunt, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerbrandt, and then the executive producers, Aaron Parisian, you know that name, Mark oh, Riley, uh, DJ Snacks, that's David at Temporal Radio, Thomas Risling, who is also a part of Casterly Talk. I hope that goes. That's a Patreon goal. Lethal Logan X, my pro wrestling brother, Matthew Simon Bedore. She is my uh, Twitch moderator now and nice. Legends Con. Check out Legends Con for this Star Wars Legend Themes Con that is coming and working on. That is the uh, people among many that support me, and I appreciate it. They make this show possible. So for Mark Riley, I'm Ken Knapsack. We're going to do it for John Schnapp. Keep creating. Keep having fun.